Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. So you say you're a woman, and you can't meet other women because you don't know how to flirt? Luckily, that is what I'm going to be talking about in this video, how to flirt with other women. And before I get into that, I'll let you know that this video, I am proud to say, is sponsored by my latest release, an MMF bisexual romance called The Muse. And I'll talk more about that at the end of the video. Until then, let's talk about this flirting thing because I know just how many bisexual women are out there trying to meet other women, but they can't because they don't know how to indicate interest to others. But before I get into actually the steps on how to do it, because there are three basic steps which apply you know, to everyone who flirts, um, but before I get to that, there's probably a couple of things I should go over. Like, for example, in the lesbian dynamic, um, there's, there are two phrases that are used to describe people. There's a top and then there's a bottom. Now, those, those two phrases are also used in the gay male community, but in the gay male community, it's used referred to as the sexual positions that people prefer. It can be a top or a bottom. In the lesbian community, it's a little different. In the lesbian community, a top is the aggressor in the relationship. So that's the person who comes up and talks to you. Um, that's the person who, who initiates the first kiss. That's the aggressor. And then the bottom is the person who's more passive, the person who's waiting for someone to come over and talk to them and waiting to be kissed and waiting for all that stuff. So you can flirt whether you're a top or a bottom. It's just a matter of knowing what the steps of flirting are and then applying it for the position that you hold. Now past that, I like to point out what the purpose of flirting is because if you flirt with a person you're in a professional relationship with, it's gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad for you. If you flirt with someone who you're hoping to be friends with, bad things will happen. Societies decide there's only one reason why a person could be flirting, and that is to ignite excitement about romance or sex with that person. So you can have a relationship and never flirt. You can get into a relationship without having flirted. You can initiate sex without having flirted. It's completely possible. However, if you do flirt, everyone's society is assuming that you're doing it to ignite excitement about romance or sex with you. So just keep that in mind. Flirting is a powerful thing. Don't abuse it. And once you uh, learn how to use it properly, it's going to be a tremendous tool. Okay, so now what are the steps on flirting? There are three. There are only three steps. I will first go over what those steps are. 
and then I'll go back and explain them. So step number one in flirting is get their full attention. Step number two, make them feel special in a good way. And then step number three, indicate your interest. Simple, right? Okay, so now let's go back and talk about each one. Get their full attention. Why do I say that? Well, I say that because there's so many of us who are only half present. Perhaps we have a cell phone in our hands. Perhaps we're thinking about someone somewhere else. Perhaps we're stressed with work, perhaps whatever else. And there are some of us who actually go out and we will see people and we will stare at them as if they have our full attention. And yet they are completely gone. Like I can do that quite often where I just go into a situation. I look like I'm present, but no one has my full attention because I'm thinking about work or videos or books or clothing or whatever. So you must get their full attention. The reason for that is that, remember, the purpose of flirting is to ignite excitement in them. The brain will not ignite with excitement if you don't have their full attention and engage completely with them. So that's step number one, and that's what that means. Step number two, make them feel special in a good way. So how can you make a person feel special? Well, there are many ways. For example, smiling at someone will make them feel special, as long as a person doesn't think that you smile at everyone. I remember when I was in college, I was complaining about how it was so hard for me to find a girl who was interested in me, and one of my best friends completely called me out saying, hey, it's not that other people aren't interested. It's just that no one knows whether or not you are interested in them because you're friendly with everyone. How's a person supposed to know if you're interested in them if you're just friendly with, if you treat everyone exactly the same? That's something that has stuck with me very well. And it wasn't the only time in my life that someone said that. So keep in mind that smiling at someone can be, uh, can be a way to make a person feel special in a good way. But if you smile at everyone, then they'll see that and just think, oh, that person's just friendly. Then that doesn't say anything about me that they're smiling at me. So keep that in mind. Another way to make a person feel special could be compliments. If you compliment someone, like if a person works hard on their style and you compliment on that, compliment them on that, then that will make them feel special because it'll make them feel like, you know, you're saying that they are very good at putting themselves together. Or, you know, if they have like a cool hairstyle or they, they rock cool shoes or something like that, giving a compliment will make a person feel special. Now, there is a caveat. If the person um, that you are complimenting is used to getting compliments, then it won't work, especially if you're complimenting on the same thing that they, they're usually commented on. So if a person's an attractive person and, they're, and they hear a lot of compliments about how they're attractive, that will just roll off their back and they'll just say thank you. And it'll never mean much to them because, you know, there's a, there's a thing in our brain and, and if you hear something enough times, like it loses its charge. So if you're gonna compliment someone who gets a lot of compliments, you need to compliment them on something that they typically aren't complimented on. So um, let's say they have a great laugh. You know, if they're beautiful but they have a great laugh, you compliment them on their laugh or you compliment them on you know, their personality or their ambition or their drive or their or the, how they are at work and stuff like that. Compliments work 
It's just you have to know how to use them and what to complement. Another thing that um, can make a person feel special are statements that involve the words, I never do this, but. Like for example, if someone walks up to you and says, I never do this, but I had to come over and say hi. Like that's not a compliment. That's not a state, that's not a, um, like a, any sort of direct confrontation or anything. That's just a statement of, I never do this, so I had to do that. And because the person hearing them thinks, oh, wow, they push themselves out of their comfort zone to do this, and they don't always do this, that makes the person feel special. And another example is being vulnerable. If you are vulnerable with someone, they will know that, you know, we're a guarded people, guarded society and stuff like that. We don't open ourselves up to everyone. So if a person is standing in front of you, opening themselves up to you, that makes the person feel, who's hearing it, feel special. So that's what you need to do. You need to make someone feel special in a good way. Now, I'm gonna pause here and ask, do you think that these two things alone are enough for flirting? Let's say, let's put it into practice. Let's say that you are a woman, you're sitting in a coffee shop, you see another woman, and she is locking her eyes on you, like she's you know trying to make eye contact with you. And then you do, you make eye contact with her, and you hold it for like three seconds, and after that, she promptly gets up, and she walks over to you, and she says, I never do this, but I saw you and your shoes are so on point. Like, I love those shoes. Let me ask you, is she flirting with you? Because she did get your full attention by staring at you. Uh, and then she did make you feel special in a way that felt good by telling you that your shoes are on point because maybe you took a long time to pick out those shoes not only in the store, but then with your outfit today. Like that would make you feel good. But having done those two things, can you be sure that that person is flirting with you? The answer is no. If you think yes, <laughs> you're incorrect. The answer is no, because just as easily as that happened, her next statement could be, and you know what? Would you like to like hang out sometime and like get our nails done? Or something along those lines. Like that, that statement, would be an indication that she wants to be friends with you. And that is a very logical statement from the shoe statement. Or it could be, hey, I love shoe shopping uh, with fellow cool shoe enthusiasts. Would you like to go shopping with me? Like these are all things that could promptly follow what just happened and make complete sense and yet not be flirting. However, if she were to say, after coming over and saying, I think your shoes are on point, if she were to say, whenever I see people with shoes like that, I always hope they're single. Now, is she flirting with you? Because she brought up the concept of dating, you can pretty safely say that she is. But let's say that you were to do that. You were to go over to, in a coffee shop and say that you know someone's shoes were on point, And then you were to say, um, whenever you see that, you would like, uh, you always hope that they're single. And the other person goes, why? You could then follow that up with, because I'm single too. In which case, even if they aren't into women, they'll know for a fact 
that you're flirting with them. Like, there'll be no question. Like, they still might not want to go out with you because, you know, maybe they're not, um, they're not bisexual or they're not lesbian. Or maybe they're just not interested in you. Don't know. But the point is that they will know for sure that they were being flirted with and that you were flirting with them. And what's the difference between the two scenarios there? The difference is that one of them had an indicator of interest and the other one didn't. Or I should say the first one had an indicator of interest that they want to be friends with you. Or if they just walked over and complimented your shoes, there was no indication of interest at all. So the final thing that's very important if you're flirting would be an indicator of interest. So now we see what the three steps are and we see how the three steps can be applied. Now let's talk about the difference between if you are a top and if you are a bottom. Obviously, if they're a top and you don't have a problem being the aggressor, you could say anything you want. You could be the one to make eye contact. You could be the one uh, to get up and go over to them. And you could be the one to strike up a conversation. And that's, that's not a problem. And you can strike up the conversations by using the things that I mentioned. Um, and also giving that indication of interest. But the challenge becomes, what if you're the bottom? Like, what if you're the one who wants the other person to come over and talk to you? It's still possible. Unfortunately, it's less effective because you're waiting for them to like make the first move and you're trying to encourage them to make the first move, but you can do it. And how, what are some techniques for you to do that? Well, you can't just sit down and just be a blob and wait for life to come to you. You do have to at least, if you find someone they're not seeing you, you have to at least try and make eye contact. That's point number one, because again, what's step one, step one with flirting? You need to get their full attention. You can't flirt if you don't have their full attention. The second thing is that you don't have to go over and talk to them if you smile at them. If you smile and you do in such a way that you're letting them know that you are smiling especially at them and you don't smile at everyone and they're special, then that you've gotten through step two without having to go over and be the aggressor. Now, the third one is the one that most people have a challenge with if they are a bottom, if they're new to being bisexual or being out about being bisexual or new to dating women. The indicating the interest is the one that's most challenging. And how would you indicate the interest if you're just like across the room and you got someone's attention and you smiled at them? Well, gestures, little gestures, like little movements of the body, literally like a look away and then look over. That's a flirtatious move. Like just like touching, like if you're wearing like a, a open neck kind of blouse, touching your skin is an indication or um, moving in a way that indicates, you know, that emphasizes the girls. Uh, that might be a way of doing it. Or just kind of like a slight, subtle kind of like laugh or giggle. These are all indications or these are all things that reminds another person of sexual stuff. And doing these things, if the person is a top that you're flirting with, they will come over and they will talk to you. If it's a person who is talking to you, uh, like you're already in a conversation, let's say you're at a party and some really you know, cool, hot chick comes over and starts talking to you. One thing you can do after you realize that you have their attention because, you know, they're talking to you, um, after maybe you've smiled at them or you've laughed at their jokes that make them feel special, what you can do to indicate your interest is to touch them. Touch them on the forearm. When someone touches someone on the forearm, it is this thing. We are wired in such a way that 
we feel good, we get excited, we notice it more often when someone touches you on your forearm. So touching them on their forearm, constantly like lightly touching them like throughout a conversation, these are all ways of flirting if you're a bottom to help encourage the top to uh, either flirt back with you or to perhaps ask you out. I hope this was helpful. Flirting is such a tough thing. As a guy, I can tell you that it is, it is one of the obstacles that guys have been dealing with for generations, endless generations. So being a bisexual woman and having to flirt with other women where other women might be thinking, well, they're all bottoms. Like I imagine that the, the population of women who date women are like 80% all bottoms. 80% women who are just like expecting other women to come up to talk to them. And if not, then nothing will ever happen, I guess. So I understand your pain. I get your pain. But if you can just apply these three steps, you don't necessarily have to be a top in order to flirt with another woman and get the woman to talk to you and perhaps ask you out. I hope that was helpful. And now, if you'd like to support the channel, you can perhaps check out my latest release, The Muse. A little about the story? Well, this story is about a billionaire businessman and a drop-dead gorgeous clothing designer who meets a wild and curvy woman that turns their life upside down as they all fall in love. In the story, there's humor, there's great emotional depth and heartfelt moments, and there's mind-blowing sex, as well as a happily ever after ending and great romance. So if you'd like to check it out, you can now get those books as of today. You can get them on iTunes, you can get them on Barnes & Noble, you can get it on Google, on Kobo, uh, and you can only get it, and also you can get it in paperback on Amazon. You can only get those electronic outlets for a couple of weeks. I always offer my books on those other outlets first before I offer it on Amazon and electronic for the Kindle, and then it just lives there forever. Um, but if you'd like to pick it up on those other outlets, please check it out now. It's a great way of supporting the channel. Otherwise, you can check out my pins on Amazon. You can check out my t-shirts on Amazon. Unfortunately, for the Christmas season, Amazon decided to close my t-shirt shop so you might be, you can also check on Teespring to find out my t-shirts there. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk. And you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.